Welcome to Life Unleashed, a lively and inspiring podcast hosted by Sara and Sonia. Together, we will discuss the art of turning life's challenges into opportunities. Welcome to another episode of Life Unleashed. We are your hosts, Sonia and Sara. And today we are going to share with you our paths, how our paths first crossed in this beautiful journey we began. So today we are going to share with our listeners the story of how we met. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And uh, there are both of us on the, on the podcast, on the page, so we're both, both um, very, I think we're very like-minded individuals. We think, uh, this is, I think, how our friendship grew. So we're going to share with you how we met, how we grew, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So obviously for those who follow us and have listened to some of our episodes, you all know that her and I met through breast cancer, which is not usually ideal, but here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So uh, we both dealt with uh, breast cancer for, if you're listening for the first time, and we're both breast cancer survivors, and we are both the founders of Life Unleashed. And how we met was actually after our journey with breast cancer. Uh, we met through a local charity that we had both joined because we wanted to do something and give back. What was your reasoning? I, I feel it was the same. I wanted to give back, take my experience with cancer, and just help and support other women. Yeah. So I, you know, I was always looking at every year, looking at charities. Yeah. So we both uh, became part of this charity, and we were doing the work. And uh, you know, this charity had uh, this charity had a lot of different events and and things happening. And so we met through some of those events, and sort of like saw each other. There, you know, one time there was a lunch where she was sitting like across on the other table from me, but we never actually spoke. We uh-huh. sort of knew each other. Uh, and there was a photo shoot that day where. I was coming in, she was doing hers, we never really like spoke, but then at some point um, there was an event, there was actually a, a gala where she, her table was behind me, That's and then right. we sort of just started talking, I remember at one point she came to my table, and then by the end of the night we're all like on the dance floor, I remember my mom was at this event at my table, and still today she's like, how's Sarah, she remembers you from, from that event. I'm touched. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we sort of, we met, we did a couple of things. We, we, we did a, a charity uh, hockey game, lots of different events. And we just sort of connected and started talking, texting. You know, that's the next level of your our relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we started texting and then uh, we took it a step further after that. And I'll let you get into that. <laughs> so I think it was, again, as Sonia was saying, our friendship was growing because we didn't really know each other much through the charity. When we joined, it was during COVID. So there wasn't a lot of meet and greet. So when, you know, COVID sort of started to, you know, relax a little bit and there was all these gatherings, we were now able to go to events together. (laughs) And um, so one of my uh, favorite memories of just having a non- 
charity date <laughs> with Sonia was uh, she came to Port Credit, which is not far from my home. And I said, why don't you just come over and you know, we'll go have wine. Let me show you Port Credit. We'll go for a bite to eat. And we'll just like have a girl's date. Because I had never been to Port Credit. Right. And Sara over here loves to travel. So she's Love yeah. traveling. I'm a big Ontario lover so secrets she, of ontario that's my other instagram yeah. handle where i love promoting you know ontario so i said to her oh i know all the places to go i do remember we we had a beautiful italian meal at a, at a cute little italian place she came to meet me and she started talking about her cat because she had <laughs> just gotten a cat a kitten and i remember thinking oh my gosh she likes cats like <laughs> i love cats she loves cats and we both shared we both liked wine. We were both into plants. We were started talking about crystals. And we just, I think we had a lot of things in common. And that was that connection piece. We were both divorced. We were both we're divorced. We were like a mirror. I, it was actually, <laughs> I remember telling my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, I you can't believe this, this new friendship I'm having with uh, someone in the charity. And my mom was asking questions. So then the next time we got together was... I just kind of randomly said to her, hey, do you want to go walk goats in wintertime? And she was like, yeah, okay. So we met again. We went to uh, Port Hope area. We walked goats. Again, that evening, we sat at a pub and we talked. That's when it all started. We talked a lot about now we're talking about our common goals where we would love to take our experiences with breast cancer, what more we'd like to do. But like, just to chime in there, there, yeah. was, there, there was a point, like our conversation was exactly like the conversation we're having right now. And at one point, one of us, I can't remember who it was, but one of us was like, you know, we could talk about this stuff and people would get us and right. people would understand. And so there was something born from that comment. I, th I definitely, that really was the night. I, I just remember her and I getting excited and we just started blurting out all these, we had verbal diarrhea until <laughs> like all night because all of our ideas were just coming. And I knew I can do this with her. I didn't really know her, but I felt like I knew her. And then I thought, I'm going to take this girl home. <laughs> and literally I was like, do you want to come to Aurelia? My parents are not there we could go up and just have like a girl's getaway and again she's like yeah I was like bring your cat I like yeah I don't know if I told my parents well they're gonna <laughs> know now but we brought her cat I, I showed her my hometown and Sarah brought her two cats yeah so we had all these cats in my parents home <laughs> we went out for dinner that evening went to a tapas place we went to a brewery we listened to live music I slept over she slept over and again I think our friendship just started to slowly grow and the trust the bonding just started to that, yeah. that's the word it started to grow yeah and then we just had planted this idea from the first trip to talk about you know create something that would allow us to talk about not just about breast cancer. Obviously, a couple of our first episodes has been focused on that because that's our journey. That's sort of how all this started. But we realized that there are so many other things that we have in common and, and topics that 
are outside of the the breast cancer journey that we we feel like makes really good content and just really good conversations that we were having and so the idea was sort of born from that and I was like well Sarah it just so happens (laughs) that I know how to put a podcast together and she's like oh and I'm like well through I'm in tech and we I, I I've done podcasting before so I was like if it's something we really want to do it's a it's a, it's it's doable we can we can do it and then it's sort of like I don't know at what point where we said let's just start I mean if, if you listen to our first episode you'll know that at some point we said let's just start. let's just do it and and I do remember going back to the the story of Aurelia. We were at the Casino Rama, and a song came on, and I tried to get her to come up and dance. And she she kind of opened up to me that she's more introverted. Yeah. And I was out dancing with a bunch of old <laughs> ladies, so tech. I'm the more extroverted. Oh, very. And uh, and I I remember also Sonia mentioning to me. So she opened up to me about that, and then. When we were walking those goats in the wintertime, she shared with me that she dedicates a lot of time and she works really hard and there's not enough time for, I'm going to call it play, mm-hmm. enough time to have that downtime and just play. And I tend to be a very play, active, outgoing, wanting to do kind of person. That's my personality. I'm very extroverted, very social. And I remember thinking, I need to get this girl to do more things with me because I noticed she needed that in her life. And I saw, I don't know if you, if I told you this, but I remember feeling like you just seemed so grateful and so happy. And I felt like, oh my goodness, this, you needed this day of goats. And for me, like, yeah. I'm like, I do this stuff like every week, <laughs> but, I, but I noticed for you, you needed that. And I thought, okay, I can bring this to the table. My extroverted social outgoing, getting her out. She brings the tech. I learn a lot through technology through her. And I'm bringing my extrovertedness, you know, social yeah. bit to Sonia. And I think that has a made good combo. a good combo, not only in our friendship, but also in accomplishing our dreams to do this mm, podcast. Mm-hmm. And every time we talk, I feel, Sonia, that our ideas with this podcast keep growing yeah, and we keep expanding and we keep challenging ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's through our trust, open communication, our vulnerability with each other that has really deepened this friendship. Yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. It's, uh, it, it, you're right. I'm, I'm completely not extroverted. I, sometimes I wish I was, but I feel like COVID also made it even worse for me. And then you know, I, I was already very introverted and I became even more. And, but then, you know, with you, I mean, I was able to get out of that little bubble, but then I was also able to do things that I really love, which is the part of, Hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to get the podcast all set up. I'm going to take care of the tech. I'm going to take care of all the stuff so that we're ready to go. And then Sarah's like, okay, I'm going to put together some trips and some, some things that we need. And she, so we, it really counters each other. I, I take care of the business part of it because that's what I'm good at and the good tech. And she takes care of all the extroverted stuff that I'm not good at, like talking to people. Eventually we are going to have guests and she's sort of taking care of all that stuff and 
all the sponsorship stuff, all the things that she's a lot better at than me. So, and I think, you know, it's a little bit of a yin, 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 yang. Yeah, you, need, you yeah. need that balance. And I think that, that that's what makes um, all friendships powerful, yeah. right? Yeah. Is having friends that bring different things into the friendship. And she loves cats. I love cats. And she mm. loves plants. And I'm a plant freak. We have a lot of things in common. <laughs> it's almost scary. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's I know, weird. I have friendships, but, but they're, none of them are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that brings us to, I think it's that love of life and things that we're passionate about that brought us into the importance of community. So, Sonia, why don't you share with our listeners, what do you think when you hear the importance of community, mm. what what does that bring to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, like, for me, the importance of community was, you know, after my, my breast cancer. I had, you know, family and friends who I went through it with them, and they were super supportive, and they were there for me, and always will be, but there was a void me and the reason why I joined the the charity was because I needed a I needed more than what I had or what I was getting and I didn't really quite know what it was until I joined a charity that was focused around breast cancer and I started meeting other survivors or other women still going through it we we had a friend who passed away that was part of the charity and so you know I built a community with you just like a lot of other women built a community with each other. And, you know, we, we have a couple of other ladies that are sort of part of our community, but not, they didn't build a friendship like you and I did. But that community, you know, I gravitated a lot towards it because I was around women that understood me in a way that my friends and family didn't. Not that I'm, uh, you know, underplaying the role that they played. That was very important to me. But we were speaking the same language in, in, in that particular community. And it gave me the opportunity to meet people that I probably would never have met. I mean, when would you and I have met if we hadn't met through, you know, building the community with our cancer? Right. And, and I think if I can, you got me thinking about sympathy and empathy. Yeah. We have a lot of people in our lives, Sonia, that have given us a lot of sympathy, mm. beautiful caring and support for what we've gone through. But empathy is also individuals that have gone through it. There's an understanding yeah. of what we've point. gone through, right? So we've, we're in a wonderful position, Sonia and I. We've both gotten sympathy and empathy. They're both different. They're both val valuable. But empathy... There is a difference when yeah. you can talk to somebody about a lumpectomy who's gone through a lumpectomy that understands what that feels like, what you've gone through. Tamoxifen, the side effects of tamoxifen. Yes, my mom can hug me and say, I'm sorry you have these symptoms, but I can talk to you and say, oh my gosh, remember when, and you yeah. get that language. And then there's also the, you know, we're single and what is it going to be like to date again with the scars and the insecurities and all that stuff. So it goes even beyond that, right? And and the fear that we live with every day because we, we had cancer of 
is it going to come back? It's a reality for us. And it's nice to be able to just have that conversation and not feel like, oh, you know, my friend's talking about cancer again. I do feel like some people get tired of us talking about it. Well, one thing, well, one thing we did, we did have in common, or we both went, yes, that's happened to me, is we both had individuals in our lives who have said things like, when are you going to stop talking about it? It's been, yeah, for me, it's almost been 15 years, but that is coming from someone who has not had cancer. Yeah. And I'm here to say, and Sonia is here to say, we both heard that, and you know, we're both trying not to take that personally. <laughs> uh, but we both had that moment where we can share that frustration with each other because this is a part of our life. Yeah. We want to take this. We're not sitting at home being sad with it or not living our lives because of cancer. We're taking this as our fuel to ignite a fire and do something incredible with it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have the right to tell someone else going through it, you need to stop talking about it. It's yeah. not your journey. Exactly. So we are here to say that, you know, we do want to talk about it in a positive way. And also, if you're going through something and it may not be positive, share that with us too. We're here to help you navigate through it. But understand that anyone that goes through the loss of a job, a death of a loved one, no one should be telling you to stop talking about it or get over it or, you know, because it's a part, it's your journey. You mourn and deal with it as long as you want. It was also something traumatic that we went through. Extremely traumatic. Yeah. And nobody has the right to tell someone else going through something to get over it or you've been there, you've done that. No, let people... Go heal. through heal, heal in their own time. It could yeah. be six months. It could be fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's not for us to judge or no. to tell people hurry up and heal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just you got to do it on your own time, on your own terms, and when you're ready, you can shift into something else, which is kind of what we're doing now. But the emphasis of that was also all started there, and this is an outlet for you and I. I believe it is an outlet. It is an outlet for us to deal because, remember, we still live with different forms of the trauma of being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. It's not always rainbows. Yeah, and we live with the constant fear of, is it going to come back? I mean, for you, it came back. It came back in cervical cancer. Yeah. But there's always that fear. Could it come back? Yeah. You, You have trauma. Yeah, and we've watched women die. 10 years, 15 years later. So it's always going to be with you. Yeah. uh, Which is why we're going to, I think we, let's talk a little bit about um, the power of volunteering. Yeah. Sonia and I have very common beliefs on this topic. Yeah, we do. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about volunteering. Uh, Okay. So like for me, like on, like, let's talk about, what it means to us like as individuals on a personal level like for me it was I really just wanted a purpose I felt really lost when I found out I wasn't going to die because I spent so much time preparing to die when I got my diagnosis and then when I didn't die I felt really lost and I wanted to do something 
in within that community because I wanted to help other women who were struggling with what I was struggling to, what I was struggling through. But however, I felt like every outlet that I went to, everyone focused on you got diagnosed, you're going through this journey, like pre-breast cancer. Nobody was dealing with the post, which is, okay, now you've survived, you've gone through your whole journey, now go back to normal. That No, that's not what happens. So I felt really, really lost, and I needed to do something that would make me feel better. And I searched and searched and searched for the right charity that focused on the after care, the after mental state that you go through. And so for me, it was, I did it because I wanted to help other people, but I also selfishly did it for myself because I, I still needed to stay in that community. Although I was now breast cancer free, I didn't want to get kicked out. And I felt like I was getting kicked out a little bit. That speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there is enough out there for women afterwards. I think we're just sort of left to like, okay. You You've know, done your treatment. You're breast cancer free. Go live your life. No, you can't just go live your life. That's a very common thing we hear. Yeah. Volunteering for me is something I've always done, mm -hmm. even before cancer. I My mother was someone as a role model I looked up to her because she was always volunteering and giving back and I believe there was just a lot of power in volunteering because like you said you're getting out there you're meeting people you're being a part of something it's giving mm -hmm. you purpose it feels good <laughs> you know volunteering feels good it and does. and it wasn't just breast cancer I was doing at that time after after breast cancer I wasn't just volunteering at organizations that were raising money for research and, and runs and all this. I did that, but I was volunteering for charities that were dealing with the homeless, animal shelters, things in, in ch for children because I'm in mm -hmm. education. There's a lot of amazing charities out there that are doing wonderful work. And yeah, there, there are charities that, like you said, there is that sort of, there's a selfish part of it because you feel good after doing yeah. that. It's very rewarding. It's very rewarding and very therapeutic. And you meet like-minded people and you learn about other charities and other events and you learn and you grow and you find out things about yourself. And I think... Volunteering just has a lot of power because you really are doing something with the intention. It's for someone else, not for you, but actually you are gaining so much more yeah. without realizing it. Well, it's funny you said that because the charity that we were both part of, they were focused on a very specific topic, a very specific thing. And you and I both found a void where we were like, this is great, but it's not you know, what we felt we needed. It, it also wasn't run by, you know, people that were survivors. There was a lot of survivors within the charity. And so we were like, you know, what would it be like to be part of something that's sort of like run by women or men who have had breast cancer? What would that experience be like? Would there be a lot more empathy? 
would there be a lot more conversations? And, and so we found a void in, 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 within that. And that's sort of how we were like, okay, well, why don't we do something that sort of takes care and fills that void? Yeah. And I think it's through that journey that opened the doors yeah. to other opportunities. Exactly. And I think when you volunteer, you give back. That's the self-discovery where you realize, I want to do more. I want to do this differently. And we were saying earlier that volunteering doesn't just have to be what you're going through. Volunteering comes in so many shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. You know, donating things is a form, I think, of volunteering. You're donating clothing. You're donating your time. You're donating effort with the intention of giving back to your yeah. community yeah. for a great cause. It feels great, but you're constantly learning about yourself and learning where you want to go. Yeah. And I think like our channel, uh, you know, we have our, our social media. I've, I've had women reach out to us through that. And I've had conversations and, you know, not, not that long ago, I was connected with a lady who just got diagnosed and, you know, she had already seen her oncologist. She sort of had, but there was so much that she still didn't know. And I remember having gone through that and, and, you know, never met this lady, but she, her and I were having a conversation and she was like, what should I do? And, you know, she had, uh, she was debating whether she should do a lumpectomy or um, a mastectomy. And I, I sort of guided her through, this is, you know, this is, this was my choice for this reason, but you can do that. And I know people who have done it for that reason. And she was, I remember at the end of the first conversation we had, she was like, thank you so much. Like everything that you walked me through, my doctor had not done. And so there was a lot of like little things that we can contribute through building this community and through having conversations and through education and a lot of the things you know, mm -hmm. we sort of been there, done that, and we can open your eyes to something that maybe you're not aware of or you haven't thought about. And I know that I, I tell you all the time, I wish I had known more about breast reconstructive surgery because it's something that I'm still dealing with. And it was, I, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't have a good relationship with my, my surgeon. And I think there was, a, there was a, I had so many surgeries that I think I didn't need to have mm. that I could have avoided if I had known someone who had been through it who could have given me some advice. You bring up a good point. I'm going to just mention I've been to weddings. I've been to events where I'm meeting someone that has gone through breast cancer or is going through breast cancer. Mm. I think it's becoming sad to say common it's becoming quite common we're hearing yeah. more and more stories of men and women being affected by breast cancer and just me sitting beside someone saying to somebody if you need help if she wants to talk to somebody if you need someone to talk to I am here mm -hmm. I know people I have books to share or a network I have a network something I can offer and I think people knowing they're not the only ones, like, oh, wow, look at this girl. Woman, I should call myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel like a girl. Um, 
I think just knowing that, look at her, she looks happy, vibrant, she looks healthy. You know, you. there is this language of look at me, I'm here, I've been where you are, where your sister is, or, you know, whatever loved one. And I'm doing well in my life. This this is a life that there's so many possibilities yeah. for change and growth and healing. And I think it's in that, okay, I'm just going to, I have to stop right now. Your cat is being so cute. So uh, we got her cat and my cat here in the same room. And there's... My cat's climbing there's, up on there's our There's nonsense here. going on <laughs> as we're talking. Uh, so if a cat walks in on the screen, which, oh, no, here we go. Not sure. Yeah, yep. he's just... Get out of here. Anyways, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. um, so going back, just having someone knowing that you've just met someone that's gone through cancer, mm-hmm. knowing that you have someone that's willing to connect and help you and share stories and give you information, again, is also a form of building a community and mm-hmm. is a form of connecting. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That is volunteering you're volunteering your time you're volunteering to have these conversations with people and these conversations are so organic mm-hmm. throughout your grocery store you can meet people everywhere now that have gone through cancer so for me it doesn't just have to be the podcast or our page i'm in my community talking to people all the time and i'm offering myself my my time my talks my my you love my compassion oh god yeah. <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i know it's so true <laughs> say it it's true i know uh, i just thought that would be a good filler yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah no fyi sarah uh, likes to talk <laughs> so this is why she journals <laughs> and i got a podcast <laughs> um so going back to volunteering sharing stories giving your time there's so much power yeah I I agree and and it's it's also very healing healing for yourself and others and yeah you just you just can't go wrong no and again it doesn't have to be what you're going through you love animals and animals make you happy and you love being around animals and it gets your mind off of what you're going through Go volunteer yeah. it. There's so many dog shelters, cat shelters that need help, that need volunteers, that need support from the community. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's our time for today. I think we should wrap this up and talk about our next episode. Yeah. So just before we, we wrap up, I guess let's, uh, you know, the importance of giving back. Um, you know, it's, it's very therapeutic. Um, we gave back, but we also received something in return, return, which is our friendship that has evolved into sisterhood. Um, and we, we are a a support system for each other as well. Yeah. And cat sitters. We're now cat sitters. (laughs) You know, if I need a cat sitter, hey, Sarah. And there's amazing possibilities (laughs) that can happen. You just have to get out there and you will find them. It's opening one door leads to many other doors being opened. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So join us as we dive in our next episode into the process of rediscovering ourselves after breast cancer. And in this episode, it 
you're going to be touching upon the art of starting new, celebrating new beginnings, and really mm -hmm. diving into the importance of passions and hobbies. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's going to be a great episode. Don't miss it. So can't wait to see you. Until next time, this is Life, Life Unleashed. Thank you for joining us today on Life Unleashed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next week for another discussion about life.